Yes, hello everybody. Once again, this is Anthony DeFulcio from YSK Fantasy Football. Thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, today I got a couple of guests on here because I talk to myself a lot and I kind of hate the sound of my voice half the time. So that's why I got new guys in here. They're young guys, they're a the young crowd. One of them you've already heard, he's from the Winning Ticket Podcast, okay? His name, uh, his name escapes me right now, but he's here. All right, you can say hello. Hey guys, uh, this is Dean. That's right, that's right, Dean. Now, and everybody, I got two more people here, but they're not from winning ticket. Doesn't mean they don't get winning tickets. But... Yeah, someone at this table is actually way more successful than I am at gambling. <laughs> oh, is that right? Who's, who's the one who's more successful? Uh, that would be the gentleman sitting across from me. Oh, okay. So who are you? You're, uh, you're wearing uh, checkers on your shirt. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm Zach. Oh, this one's Zach with a Z. Okay, great. And across from me is one last, one not, uh, last guy here at the table. Uh, my name is Josh. Josh. Okay. Loving first names. You sound like all a uh, bunch of white men who know a lot about football. That's that's what we do here. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm so excited. You, the young crowd, you guys know more football sometimes uh, than more current players. I still watch the TV. I watch the 49ers, and I... I hope for the days of Joe Montana instead of Nick Fuck, whoever they got uh, playing quarterback. No, I think that's right. I think that's his name. I I believe so, Nick Fuck. I think so. And they got guys, you got, I I want to, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, and we're going to, today what we're going to do is we're going to break down some of the local teams. You see, we're in the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area. So I want to talk about those teams, talk about the NFC East, because a lot of those teams are there. And then we got an expert here on the NFC North and the Minnesota Vikings. And so uh, as a place to start uh, in the local teams, we'll start the NFC East. You guys hear about the news of Alex Smith? What's going uh, yeah. on with yeah. him? I heard that his... Uh, he broke his cock or something. <laughs> what happened? Not quite. I heard he has an infection from these surgeries that he's had. A Whoa, cock yeah. infection. Really? Yeah, and like it could be career ending. Just like prom night. Are you night. serious? Yes. Yeah, they said that it's like an infected, kind of similar to what Zach Miller went through. Um, yep. Where it was like a break, and they kind of botched it a little bit, and it because just of that, happened, and they already botched it. Honestly? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That happens sometimes. Like um, I think Sharif Floyd, he was on the Vikings at one point, first round draft pick, the year that they got Rhodes and Patterson. He had a knee injury, and they messed. They they didn't like outwardly like mess up his surgery. Like oh, whoops, I took his knee out. But like they didn't heal it correctly. Hmm. Like the three times that he went, and he had to retire. So I th- actually think he's suing them now. I'm honestly surprised wow. that that would happen at mm-hmm. that level. You know, like they have so much money, they can afford the best surgery. Yeah. How did Alex like? And he's not even like just your guy on your team, like your third stringer. He's yeah. your star quarterback. They, they put they... the future in Alex Smith, which I think was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so now he goes to what a Chinese doctor who puts who's who's doing things like a silly string in there, and now he's got an infection, and it's it's doom and gloom for the Washington Redskins, though. And uh, Alex Smith, yeah. I mean, what are we thinking now? It's over for him? Is he back on the Redskins? I was, I was just going to say, last night we recorded uh, our episode, and I actually went on record saying the Redskins are not going to win another game this year. I mean, Mark Sanchez is horrible, we know that. But more specifically, they have no more offensive linemen left. All they have I is Trent Williams. they have yeah. some ridiculous amount of starting players on IR. I oh, yeah, it's like crazy. 13. Yeah, a lot of their 13. players are hurt. But I'm then again, so are the Eagles players. Mm. A lot of yeah. the Eagles players are hurt. That is true. Ooh. And they, they are also playing a game that is just so far from what they were playing last year. So. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think this is the Cowboys division. 
At this I think point. it's safe to say no matter what team gets out of this division, they are doing nothing in the playoffs. Yeah, I was just going to say. Absolutely not. In the first round, they're probably going to have to play either Carolina, Seattle, or Minnesota. Granted, it'll be a home game, but. Carolina. It depends. Does, they, does, do you remember how to win? <laughs> does, uh, now, I know we're going to talk about the NFC North mm-hmm. later, and I think there's like four teams right now that either have 6 and 6, and I know that mm-hmm. uh, the Vikings are 6, 5, and 1. Yeah. But uh, does. Does, do the Cowboys' defense, do they hold up the way that they did against the Saints against any other team in the NFC? I think that they match up pretty well um, in the front seven. So they, they've they always had a pretty good pass rush. They're getting a lot out of Demarcus Lawrence, who's actually a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to make big money in the uh, offseason. But I think the big key is they drafted Leighton Van Der Esch, who I openly mocked. Because I think he... I remember that. Yeah, he used, to, pl- he used to play um, like seven on seven. He didn't even play like... Real college football until his sophomore year, and he played at Boise State, and you know had a good collegiate ending. But I was like, I'm not really too sure. He looks like great. Also, Jalen Smith uh, tore his ACL in the Notre Dame bowl game, and mm. no one. He was supposed to be a top three pick, and ended up um, tearing his ACL. Was kind of like teams didn't know what to expect, so the Cowboys got him in the second round. But I mean, guys. It's the NFL. There's HGH. He'll be fine. He looks, <laughs> he looks great. And so the Cowboys a- got a steal there. JJ Watt juice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I really think Jalen Smith and Peyton, Peyton Manning Van Der Esch. Too. Yeah, uh, maybe. Peyton Manning's wife, actually. Peyton Manning's wife. Peyton Manning's <laughs> wife uses HGH. Stop the fucking presses right here. Oh, my goodness. No, but if you really think about what happened to Peyton, what did he do? He broke his neck or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, Adrian Peterson got, what was that, a torn MCL and ACL oh, yeah. in like six months' time? He rushed for 2,000 yards? Absolutely. Yeah, these guys aren't like, I, I don't want to say that they're not real people because that could be misconstrued, mm-hmm. but like these guys are like built in a lab. Like my coworker sprained his ankle one time, was on crutches for six months. Mm-hmm. People in the NFL sprain their ankle and they play the next week. Bro, it's crazy. I, these aren't people. If I had tore my ACL, you'd have to amputate my leg. <laughs> I'm not going to just sit through that pain. And I think, uh, yeah, um, steroids are real and they are prevalent in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally prevalent. And, and Josh, to circle back to your original question, I think that with that front seven, they could stop any team that's run first. Okay. I think when they get into the passing thing, when they they have to match up their cornerbacks and their safeties against like a good passing attack, kind of similar to what the Saints are on a good day, then I think that they're going to be in some troubles. But so, look at their first round matchups. I mean, um, the only team that really matches up well with them mm-hmm. are the Vikings, and they're a dumpster fire now. Mr. DeFuzio, talking yes, about the sir. Cowboys. Cowboys, uh, let's do Cowboys talk. Let's talk a little Dak Prescott. Oh, Dakota Prescott, named after the great state of North or South Dakota. I'd have to do my research. <laughs> but Dak Prescott, uh, sure, what's the question you want to ask? My question is, do you think that he is the quarterback of the future for the Cowboys? Quarterback, all right. This one's a good question here. I'm going to do my best to answer it. I've watched the greats in my time. I've watched Troy Aikman. I've watched Tommy Landry, okay? He was the quarterback. I know what you're thinking. Oh, he was the coach. No, no, no. He was the quarterback as well. Oh, really? He was a good quarterback. I've watched Tony Romo, and I fucking hated him. But he's a very good announcer now. Mm -hmm. Is Dak Prescott up on that level? I think he's on his way. I really do. Wow. Okay. I think he's Stop. on his way. Uh, Mr. DeFuzio, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, yeah. I've I'm watched football a long time, time, let me tell you. I remember when Tom Landry was slinging footballs. Wow. The Dakota uh, Fanning, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> ah, yes. Dakota Dakota Fanning. He's, yes. <laughs> she's grown up very well. <laughs> the, Dak Prescott, I'll say this, okay? I think with the way the Cowboys are set up, 
let me let me make an addendum to my answer then. He's skill wise, he's not with the greats. However, the way that the Cowboys run the ball with Zeke Elliott, and now they're starting to shape a defense out. You're not asking Dakota Prescott to do a lot. What more do you look for in a quarterback than what Dak Prescott has? I would say that he fits the mold yeah. of the current mobile quarterback. Yes. But watching him throw down the field is just downright like oh, embarrassing. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of hard like, to see. Granted, him, like... they don't have many weapons, but uh, I mean... Like, how does this pan out in four years? That's when, what I was when Dak yeah. has probably gotten hurt, when Dak has to become more of a pocket oh, quarterback. All things that are going to happen, because as we know, the Cowboys choke all the time. Yeah. The Cowboys always make the playoffs, get all their fans hot and bothered when they lose fucking 23-20 to 20 in the divisional game. It happens every single year. <laughs> so, But the Cowboys, if I know Jerry Jones... He likes to ride his guys. He won't fire Jason Garrett after fucking 40 years of ineptitude, so... Jason Garrett's the luckiest guy in the world, though, because every time his career is on the line, something magical happens where his team... Right, right like Aaron Rodgers beats him in the playoffs. <laughs> Stuff like that happens. No, but that, they still made it to the playoffs. Right. But for them, no. that's a big deal. Well, it's true. Yeah. Well, now you really have to think about it, the way that the Cowboys are taking advantage of this division because the Redskins are falling apart, the Giants didn't live up to expectations, mm-hmm. and the, the Eagles are in no man's land. They don't know if they want to win or lose a game every time they take the field. You know? That's actually, that, that raises a question that I had. Uh, Giants are 4-8 and eight now. I actually think I picked them to win this week because, uh, again, like I said, the Redskins aren't going to win another game this year. What do you think the Giants' record is going to be at the end of the year? I pose this to everyone. You what know? are their next four games? You said the Redskins. I think um, they play the Cowboys week seven. I believe it's the Redskins, the Colts, the aforementioned Titans, and then you got the Washington. I don't want to say the name because it's the R words. The R words. Okay. Well, look, and it's not retards either. It's a well, different you one. You said that one though. But <laughs> it might as well be though. Yeah. So. That's a pretty easy schedule. I think that mm-hmm. other than the Colts, who are going to be coming out swinging because they really need a win. Yeah, they got embarrassed last uh, week. The Titans look like they're falling apart, and obviously the Redskins have already fallen apart. Mm-hmm. So And Dallas might not even need the game yeah. in Week 17. Or it could mean everything. Yeah. And there would be nothing. And the Giants play spoiler? It's a catch-22, though, because yeah. I do hate the Eagles, and I do hate the Cowboys. But the chance well, to ruin... What do you more now? Oh, so... I got to against Eagles because I would just say won. the recency bias, right? Like, they just won. All I know is that, God forbid the Cowboys go on a magical run this year. I might, you might find me hanging from my ceiling fan. They're in that magical run right now. They just won their last four games, didn't they? Mm-hmm. The Eagles? No, the no, Cowboys. Cowboys. Cowboys, yes. So yeah. the magical yeah, run is happening. Magical. Yeah, so but I'm talking far. about a playoff run. They just like, beat the team that was supposed to be uh, the best team in the NFL. The regular season. It was a Thursday know. night. They were probably drinking or some. It's New Orleans. We know this. That's true. But I do agree the Cowboys have looked pretty good. So rounding back, real quick back to the Redskins. Mm-hmm. I just want to make a couple more points. So number one, they're dead, right? We are all agree they're dead. Yeah, they Mark are dead. Sanchez is not the answer. The Giants going to win this one pretty handy. Oh, yeah, easily. Ah. I, I never trust the Giants to win anything say, handily. This is such a game for the Giants to like have to squeeze. The Giants I mean, just almost blew a 
friggin' <laughs> ten point lead with under two minutes. Yeah, yeah, impossible. Give it up to the Bears, Almost though. happened. The Bears, yo, Tariq Cohen put the team on his back. Yo, and the onside kick awesome. too. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh man, how, how do you feel about Odell Beckham not jumping on the ball? He just kind of yeah, smacked just, like, it. I just think he was. He made a business decision. He didn't was, want to get hurt. I actually don't. I disagree. I think he just literally did not know what to do in that situation. I think oh, he yeah. was really I, hoping. The I ball. can see that a little bit because why would you just like kind of? I think he did, was just waiting for the ball to come to him, and like when it didn't. And it crossed the 10-yard mark. He was just like, oh, shit. No, you know what I think? I think they told him don't touch the ball until it's crossed the 10. And he was just staring at the ball, thinking the whole time, like, oh, this ball is not going to cross the 10. It's not going to cross the 10. And then it does. And then he's just got his hands in his pockets. Next thing you know, the other team had the ball. That could have happened. I think Odell looked at the sky and said, oh, my God, it's raining. I got all this rain (laughs) on my hands. I'm not going to touch this ball. And then... Bob's your uncle. Somebody from the Bears has the ball. And onside kicks are the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen because it's a bunch of grown men kicking a wet ball in the middle of the field to, to, in order to win the game. It doesn't make any sense. Although they did change the rules. It's much harder now to get an onside kick. They've only converted four of them. And of course one was against the Giants. <laughs> Just like 60-yard field goals. They go hand-in-hand hand with the Giants. Of course. Yeah. The Giants are always on the I was going to say, that, that was the most Giants way to win a game. To mm-hmm. go up and pull off the upset... Be up big and then give an epic collapse just to outclass them in, in overtime too. It's like very that's the Giants. They're a roller coaster of a team. They could win so so to answer your previous question, they could mm. go four and oh, they could go in four. I don't think they're gonna go four and oh in the next last yeah. four years. It'd be a miracle. Be a minor miracle. <coughs> Even if they did If I they mean, go three and one, the over will hit. It was really? at uh I believe it was at six. Yeah, it was at I got it at six back six, in the summer. Seven, that's a lot of games. Yeah. I thought they were going to go 16 and now, I thought they were going to go 0-16 at one point. So they they is, have no hope. So now that they're 4-8, and eight, what are the benefits of tanking? Tanking for the Giants. Better uh, draft going four and Going 4-12. Four and 12. At this point, I feel like they've already done enough damage to the draft stock yeah. where it, it really doesn't matter. But even uh, the worst teams in the league aren't too far behind them. Like they, If they do tank the next four well, games, they could potentially mm-hmm. still be like... To me, what's scary team. is yeah. you look at what the Giants' record is on paper versus what other... Perceived bad teams are like mm-hmm. I believe the Buffalo Bills have four wins. Is yeah, the correct? Bills are four and eight. Also, the Falcons are four and eight. The Falcons are a bad team, yeah. <laughs> but that's mostly because yeah. of injuries. Yeah, exactly. Like and jo- Josh, to answer your question, you typically like two and fourteen is like good for like number one pick. I don't think it, depending on what for, the 49ers schedule looks like to end the year, I don't think anyone's gonna be two and fourteen. So realistically, four and twelve versus six and ten might be a difference between like picking third. And picking like the 11. Raiders are two and ten, right? Yeah, the Raiders are two and ten, but they they actually play the Bengals next week at uh, home. I think that might be a win for them. The dumpster fire. Yeah, the Bengals have no. Uh, the Bengals will have a top five draft pick. I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're winning another game either. Just like yeah, the Redskins. but they ran out just like the Redskins. I think they have six wins already. I, I think they were six and. Do they really? They were. Like, I believe they, they have like, six wait, wins. Let's they get our have, research paper on here. I got the laptop in for me, but I don't want to <laughs> touch it because it's technology. And it's very difficult to navigate. So so we're doing a lot of NFC East talk here, talking about a lot of guys. So the the Redskins, I just want to get this out of the way. They're bad. They're going to finish last in the division, okay? But I did have a question to you guys about a certain all-pro running back that beats his kid with the switch, but no one talks about it anymore. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, tell me what's going on fantasy-wise. This is a fantasy football podcast after all. Fantasy, what's going on with Adrian Peterson that he's he looks like he's 21 again? Tell me what's so, happening here. Just to uh, go back on your previous statement, uh, 
he actually did come out and have a statement that he still does uh, beat yep. his children. Oh, she's still a child beater. Okay. <coughs> surprise, surprise. I believe the quote was, he likes Gucci belts the best because they have, uh, like, he could grip it better. Um, he literally described... Uh, that's fucked up. He described his weapon. As a, as a child survivor of getting hit with a belt... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I turned out okay. Yeah. I oh, endorse him. You are. Sure, gotta love the class, though, that he uses Gucci belts. Yeah. I mean, if yes. I, he's just printing money. I'm sure if my father had money, yeah. he would have beat me with a Gucci belt, unfortunately. So is, is this Gucci, whatever the fuck it is, is this the reason why he's doing much better on the field as no. well? So, or what's happening So here? here's what I think it is, actually. The Redskins' offense um, schemes very well for run first. Uh, Jay Gruden is not like his brother, but I do know that they like to rewind the clock a little bit, do a lot of... Um, Sweeps, counters, and dives. Adrian Peterson's best running when he could line up, single back formation, get a handoff, and make one cut and go. That was his touchdown run, right? Just like the Mark Sanchez one, that's right. So if you use him incorrectly, right, where it's run out of shotgun or run on power eye or something like that, Adrian Peterson is looking to score in every play, and this is coming from firsthand. I watched every single carry he had on the Vikings. So, like, he wants to score in every single play at the detriment of the team. He does not give a crap about the team. So, like, he'll be running to the line. If he thinks that he could run backwards and get around and maybe score, he has no problem losing those four yards and stuff. So, he's a very flawed superstar. Even when you're in a regular formation, let's just say it's single back with two wide receivers, if it's a passing play, you'll notice that Peterson actually lines up seven yards behind the quarterback. On running plays, he lines up nine. So, if you're a linebacker, you can tell when they're running or not. Because he's just not very uh, smart. Although, he is getting a lot of catches this year. That was one aspect of his game that he improved on. Got a hmm. catch if you're running back, right? They My, might as well uh, call them a, a catching back now. Patent pending. So, as we discussed earlier, I would probably say the main reason for his uh, success this year is steroids. Once again, <laughs> HGH. Back to the yep. steroids. Uh, he's been hanging around with Alex oh, Rodriguez yeah. a long time, That's evidently. <laughs> and Barry Bonds and Pete Rose. No yeah. one talks about that part, but that man definitely did steroids. Uh, <laughs> as well as gambled. <laughs> Pete Rose? Pete Rose is probably on cocaine first. Pete oh, Rose. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I'm going to argue that he did a lot of drugs. Oh, but yeah. I don't think he did steroids. He just liked to gamble, which we all do. So, yeah, you know what? Definitely. Good on you. Now it's legal. If he played in New Jersey, it is. Yeah. It's, what it's it is. crazy. Hold on. We're recording this while we're watching the Jacksonville Jaguars game. Did they, did they just score us two fucking points here? Yeah, Was yeah. that a safety? I, th- I they, think so. They get, they're going safety. for the score Gami. They need that 9-5. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. A safety. Another safety for the Titans oh. and then a field goal for the Jaguars. That's what I'm looking for. That's this crazy. is ridiculous. As a degenerate gambler who has the over, let's go scoring. Yeah. Why would you have the over in a game with you have a teased good over, right? defenses? Yeah. 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 I, I also have a teased over. I have uh, over 30. Okay. That's good. Winning tickets we got here. I hope they're listening to this one. So great stuff. So I hope they're doing well. I actually have a question for you, Anthony. Yes. Um, how do you... Are you in the camp of the Giants should have picked Darnold over Barkley? I mean, Barkley is probably in the top five for MVP voting. He has yeah, 74 catches, almost... He's going to get 2,000 scrimmage yards this year. He's about to break over 1,000 rushing. Um, yeah, he's like a Marshall Falk-esque season. Let, let's put it this way. And hopefully this answers your question. If I had to choose whether my wife gives birth to Saquon Barkley, my own son, I would take Saquon Barkley 100 out of 100 times. The man is a legend in the making. Mm -hmm. He's a superstar. I love him. Sammy Donald can't even play a full fucking season. So there you go. 
All these Jets fans. And we're going to talk about the Jets because I want to talk more local teams. All these Jets fans going, oh, you should have drafted a quarterback. Well, guess what New York team now is three and fucking ten or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay? It's you guys. Again, in the cellar. Okay? Making fun of us Giants fans going, you chose the wrong guy. How about you win a fucking game against the fucking Buffalo Bills first? <laughs> okay? I love Saquon Barkley. He's the offensive rookie of the year. He's the guy, once Eli goes out the door, you just paid Odell, Odell Beckham, and now you got to yeah. have Saquon Barkley. You build around those two guys. That's your franchise right there. Yeah, the Giants have pieces, so all I have to do is add like a capable quarterback, and they'll be okay. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, me, my hot take as the other Let's Giants fan at the table. Let's see. Yes, you're a big, big Giants fan. Been uh, watching them for years yes. as well. So, I believe on draft day, I told all of you guys, mm-hmm. everyone sitting at this table, that the Giants were going to regret taking Saquon Barkley over mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. Now, I don't know if they should have taken Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. but I still say, look at how great Saquon Barkley is, right? We all yeah. agree he's a fantastic player. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Want to miss my son. I agree. To reiterate. <laughs> look at the Giants' record with Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that's a good point. He's 4-8. and eight. They're not making the playoffs this year. So as amazing as he is, you know, he had, what, mm. 200 scrimmage yards against the Eagles. Yeah. The Giants are going nowhere fast. Saquon Barkley is amazing. I love him. But at the end mm. of the day, he's not gonna the immediate the need... Yeah. Yeah, was, was for a quarterback. Yeah. So whether it be Sam Darnold, whether it be Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, who the hell? You think they'd be better off with one of those guys instead of Saquon Barkley? You In the long run, still? you this year mm-hmm. we'd be accepting of being you know pretty much a losing That's team because we'd say yeah. you know what we, we have our young quarterback sitting yeah. behind Eli. He's getting groomed. He's getting ready to start next year. And then this year in a quarterback draft that's really not that top heavy, but it's quarterback bad, town. Yeah. Right, you got Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's that's it. like everyone's Murray. like, I don't think Murray's coming out, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm mm. really not is that well. Is coming yeah. out? No, no, two is a sophomore. Not. Yeah, he'll, he's he might win two. Year. He might win four Heisman's before it's all said and done. Yeah. Wow. What about <laughs> Urban Meyer? He's coming out. He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Okay. Hey, no, whatever floats your Urban boat. Urban Meyer is coming out of uh, playing football, but now, now the question here is that: What do you guys think is the true reason? Is it a health concern? Because I know he has that brain cyst, mm-hmm. or is it due to the fact that he's running away from a potential paternal scandal? If I'm not mistaken, I don't think it's as bad as paternal. Let's face oh, that. Joe right pa, oh yeah. boy, that's um, a whole can of worms, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. But uh, I mean, if you look at what happened when he left Florida, I believe. Didn't yeah. like, shit hit the fan there when he left Florida, yep. if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, because he was just printing out national championships yep. over there. And what happened there? I don't know. You guys I mean, you me. had... Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm not really well-versed on this. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know, know specific, he's a college guy. I, really I thought he really was going to come to the NFL, maybe, and be a quarterback. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but if he's got a fucking cyst in his head, then I'm surprised he even can open his eyes. Well, I don't know what, what how the serious his uh, injury, I mean, his uh, health concerns are, but he's, what, 59 If it's up old? to him, he's 54. He's 54? <laughs> if it's up to him, he'll coach again. I think... Yeah. He's either running away from something or he actually has health concerns. There's a lot of shit that went on. I'm, I'm going to go with the middle ground. It's probably a combination of the two. I think. Probably. I think so as well. He's using one to, to make so, up for the other, though. You got you got yeah. you got to know that. So circling back, I'd take Saquon. Okay. I don't know a lot of guys that are coming on for the Giants. I think the Giants inherited a horrific roster left by Jerry. I'm a fuckboy Reese oh, who yeah. couldn't put together a team if it was one piece of paper that you got to tape to another. Okay? So I think the Giants 
I love I love Saquon Barkley. Will they get the quarterback in the future? I don't know. The, the thing that I've I've made clear my stance on is Eli Manning, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think. So if you're, I'm going to ask you guys as we transition to full Giants talk here. You play David Gettleman, and you tell me I'm the owner. I'm John Mara, Mr. Mara, Mr. Tish. You tell me going to 2019 season. I ask you guys, what the fuck are we going to do with Eli Manning? We'll go around the table. Whoever wants to start. What are we going to do with Eli Manning next year? I'll start. So I'm Dave Gettleman. I'm one. It all depends on our draft position. Let's assume if we have a top 10 pick. Let's, t- today they draft, can someone look that up? I think they draft, they probably draft number like five six. or six. I think six. Let's pretend one. it's that one. So we're drafting number six. I'm saying that we're going to keep Eli next year. We're going to put him on the field, regardless of how the, you know, the fans feel about it, because we want him to mentor the quarterback of the future. With that being said, if the quarterback of the future is unavailable in the draft, you still have to keep Eli Manning. I think we owe it to him. Mm-hmm. The organization does. I know we've been beating this like a dead horse. He won two Super Bowls. Super Bowl MVP. Two times. Some teams would... Hasn't been doing it. Some fans would literally murder this to get to experience Jets that. fans if they won Eli Manning. It's the truth. So I think that he's locked in next year regardless of... And I think actually he's going to start next year. Mm-hmm. Regardless of That's what, what happens That's what Coach Sherman is saying right now. Yeah. So just looking it up, the Giants would have seventh pick mm-hmm. if they were to... Um, if the draft was tomorrow... Actually, the only team in front of them that might need a quarterback. Um, so we got San Francisco, don't need a quarterback. Oakland, maybe, depending on what Gruden's doing, if he wants to kick David Carr out. Uh, or not David Carr, Derek Carr. Jets, no. Cardinals, no. Lions. Wouldn't be surprised if Matt Patricia gets a quarterback for himself. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I texted your son, John, and said, my long shot prediction is that Matt Stafford will be the quarterback of the Giants before he retires. Huh. I wouldn't be surprised if two years from now... They get Matt Stafford as um, you know a patchwork just to put someone out on the field. You say Giants? Yes. He's saying if mm-hmm. like the Giants get really bad drafts. Because uh, when you have a new coach and new GM, they want to get their own guy in. And Matt Patricia hates Matt Stafford. So Lions picking fifth, this might be a great opportunity for them to go ahead and pull the trigger on like Greer or if Murray comes out and then they or Haskins, and then all of a sudden they're they're in. So honestly, it looks, looks like you've got opinions on this one, Zach. What well, vocalize it? What are you thinking? You think it's ridiculous or what, Mr. Defulzio? I would rather you literally bite my ball sack off <laughs> than have Matt Stafford no. be the quarterback of New York Giants. All right, I have a I have a burning question: Matt Stafford or Joe Flacco as your quarterback? Two years from now? Yes. I'm taking a pistol to the head. <laughs> Uh, I and really, a ball sack bite to I the would, balls. For, for the sake of our Lord and Savior, Saquon Barkley, I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, right. But, um, but if you had to pick one of the two. Oh, Lord. I would pick Stafford. I I would actually probably pick Flacco. I'm going to pick Flacco because yeah. he turns the ball over less. He's not going to do much. Joe Flacco, no, but he's old, I hate he? him to death, but he, he also he does have a Super Bowl win for what it's worth. Yeah, how he old did is win. Flacco? He's like 33? Might be. Like so in three, three years, it'll be 37. So it'll be Eli Manning 2.0. Yeah, right. But to, to answer your original question, I think I agree with Zach. I think that they trot Eli Manning out. Um, I think the big test for Gettleman is going to be not whether he likes someone at seven or potentially to trade up to get someone. I think it's going to be who do they like that's kind of like second round, third round kind of mm-hmm. guy. Um, I think that if you get someone with promise in the draft, like um, let's just say it's like a mid-major school, the guy had a re- like... Um, 
I don't know a whole lot about college football, but like thinking like remember Colt Brennan on Hawaii? Like he mm. broke like all the passing records and stuff, but then was drafted in the fifth round. Like I can see the Giants getting a low risk, high reward kind of guy like that. Trotting him out once they go 0-4. Oh, and like, a, like a Davis Webb? <laughs> Man, he was horrible. Davis Webb? They never played him. They played Geno fucking garbage. Well, that's my whole thing about the Kyle Loletta talks is that they're like, yeah, just put him in because he's young. But it's like, but if you don't believe in him or if you never, they didn't even draft him. The current regime did not even draft that, that guy. That is true. So it's like, who cares, honestly? Well, Davis Webb wouldn't have gotten caught fucking drunk driving whatever the fuck That's that Kyle Lawman yeah. got in trouble with. So who knows? I think so, that they should sign Chad Kelly, saying, who I, also oh, got arrested. God, no. Yeah, just, get Kelly's all the good. criminals in the world, cuff them up, put them on a giant. So that's the best. I think method. if you're a Giants fan, the Redskins are trying to make that team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Redskins. That is true <laughs> with Ruben Fuckboy. So if you're a Giants fan, you need to be realistic and know that the next year is all about the rebuild, regardless of who they trot out at quarterback. The process starts now. Eli, if he, at this point, if he starts next year or not, it does not mean anything to me. I'm accepting. The next year is all about just getting the right pieces in place to be competitive in 2020. I that's, that's right. Fair. I like that. Josh, what do you think about this whole mess they have at quarterback? Okay, so as like a, I would say half a life. From my, a half, since like I was 13, I've been a Jets fan, I guess. And the Jets obviously have one of the worst histories of uh, quarterbacking in probably the NFL. And I've I would a agree. Lot of, a lot works. of turnover and a lot of like, you know, failure draft picks. I still, though, despite all of that, believe that a team is only, I mean, at least the team's fans will only be satisfied until they've seen every quarterback in the roster throw a couple passes. And I know Eli, yeah, okay, he is this two-time winner, but I still think that no matter who it is, the Giants need to, maybe in week six, say the Giants are two and four next year. Ugh. Start this new guy. Heart. Whoever the new guy is. Even if they don't pick a new guy, they, they get a new guy, or they, they decide that, what, what's his name, Alletta or Lalletta? That guy can throw it week seven. I think Loman is his name. I don't know what week, maybe seven, maybe eight. If the Giants are looking like they look this year... I think Eli should just be a mentor and coach some guy in his last few games mm-hmm. as a Giant. And so you're saying kind of like a Kurt Warner, Eli Manning scenario. Yeah, right. Where much. the Giants had Kurt Warner, they were a couple of years removed from their Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Super Bowl loss. That was a bad loss, still. Yes, it was. Fuck the Ravens. Uh, so you're saying he comes in. Oh, I he forgot goes, about that. He tugs on his jersey, goes, Mr. Warner, Mr. Warner, I just want to play football. And Mr. Warner says, all right, you could play, Eli. And then he goes and wins. She's saying the next guy is going to do the same thing. He'll look to Eli Manning as a mentor, a dim-witted know. one at that. I'd hope, look so. As a Let, I'd hope so. Okay. I will say one thing, though. When it comes to quarterbacks and talent overall from a general manager and coaching standpoint, it all depends. Different organizations have different grades on different guys. just doesn't happen during draft time. It happens... All the time. So, for example, if you played Endeavor last year and Trevor Simeon stunk up the place, you on the Giants might be able to be like, well, this guy's actually good, but I know that he has something lingering right now. So once he gets surgery to clean that up, he'll be pretty good. And that exact case happened when the Vikings played the Broncos. They looked and they're like, oh, Simeon's not bad. He's the backup quarterback now. So it's one of those things where I feel like you could put... There are certain guys that you could put on any team, and they'll be great, like Mahomes, um, you know, people like Breeze... Rogers, stuff like that. Jesus. But but if you get someone that you kind of had your eye on, you gave him a, a good grade, maybe it's someone's backup, 
like a Trevor Simeon type kind of guy. Just like a crafty vet, like a Case Keenum type guy. Same thing, Vikings played the the Rams, they noticed him. They were like, oh, he's not bad, we like the tools. Coachable, good guy, that kind of thing. I can definitely see the Giants, uh, I think it's safe to say, and I'm going to go ahead and put my neck on the line here, the Giants will not pick a quarterback in the first round next year. Ooh, that's a hot take. Put a, put a sound effect in there for that one. Stand hot it. take. Scorching hot. Do I it. would be happy with that. I did hear his draft was very good with defense. Imagine if they get Bosa, if they get like a great pass rusher. I think that you're right, Dean, just because like they might not have the option to. And they could always have the guise of like we didn't like anyone at seven, especially if if um, yeah. Haskins and Greer go in the top five. Right. I would be okay with that if and only if they somehow are able to lower Teddy Bridgewater. To start for the Giants. Ooh, that's Teddy Bridgewater. Something that should be talked about Teddy more Bay. is how many yeah. good quarterbacks are just sitting on benches. Right? Like exactly. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know about him, but I'm not saying that he shouldn't be playing. Because he should. Like, for oh. example, should the Redskins have gotten Mark Sanchez, or should they have looked at someone like Kaepernick? Also, very oh, interesting. That's a good question. Very interesting that I, I don't think anyone's ever brought this up, but Mark Sanchez was actually supposed to be suspended. And for some reason, he's playing. No, he served a suspension while he was on the Bears. Well, he got cut from the Bears. Oh. Served a suspension, not on a roster team. I didn't think you were allowed to do that. I thought once also, you signed him, you have to serve the suspension. What year was it? Was that three years ago where he came in on the Eagles and actually lit it up for like two or three games? Oh, he was a great DraftKings player. He was, he was like 5,100, too. Yeah, <laughs> and he was in Philly buying cheesesteaks after the win, like talking yeah. shit. It was actually quite entertaining. Was that the, was that the game that he was eating like chicken fingers on the sidelines? Uh... No, but I do remember there was a game. I believe uh, it was this, a hot dog. Yeah, that's eating. it. That's it. This guy's a comedy of errors. That's, that's Mark Sanchez for you. Also, the AFC championships are long behind him now. Oh, yeah. For sure. While we go way deep off the, the deep end, uh, Zach, your fiance actually had a bracelet one time. I said Mark Sanchez, Sanchez has, has potential. potential. That was hilarious. And she still believes <laughs> it. That's like, <laughs> that's like the nicest criticism of Mark Sanchez ever. I actually was watching, I was watching the game with her on Sunday, and she swooned over Mark Sanchez. Yep. How do you not drink the Kool-Aid, though, when a guy comes on Sanchez. to the Jets and brings it to the AFC Championship? Listen, I... Feel bad for the Jets because if they had any other quarterback besides Mark Sanchez at that two-year uh, stretch, Brett Favre. Brett Favre, if he would have disclosed his injury a year before that, it would Who cares? Been okay. Dude, Brett Favre literally covered in bullet wounds would still be better than Mark Sanchez. Mm-hmm. That dude literally went to the Vikings the next year, played probably oh, yeah. with like literally a bone in his heart. The career, and, yeah, he had the best year of his career. Inexplicable. That, that, that HGH man, hell yeah. of a drug. It's- HGH is a drug. Let's all right. Let's uh, we're talking Eagles. We're talking Jets. So we talked Redskins. We talked Giants. We did a little bit of Cowboys, but the Cowboys I think are spoken for. Let's talk a little bit about the Eagles to round up the Ugh. NFC East with Mark Sanchez, who just got thwarted by his old team on Monday night. So they just won a Super Bowl. Now they don't look like they would win a fucking hoagie bowl. So tell someone tell me your expertise, what's going on with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Why are they Why are they as bad as they are? Oh, I'm sorry. God. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry no. is at a 99-yard touchdown. Derrick Henry scores a touchdown. That's Anthony the Fool's your wise guy fantasy football here. If you had Derrick oh, Henry, breaking. I hope Dude. you put him in your fantasy lineup. Derrick Garbage. 99-yard touchdown. Someone somewhere who has been hating Derrick Henry... Like myself, who drafted him in the second round because I'm a very dumb fantasy football player and should have listened to Mr. DeFuzio's podcast. 
Uh, it just got their playoff oh season my, saved. Oh, but this is holy hits. It was a hundred yards. Oh stu- my god! Such a stupid run though, because there's at least six times where he should have been tackled. Right oh there. Oh Right here. If you guys, the guys who are listening right now, seven. if you could cue up the highlight of Derrick Henry's hundred yard touchdown as you are watching this, it'd be greatly appreciated because then you could see exactly what we're talking about. All right. Well, uh, anyway, we're back about- back to the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. The state of the Eagles. Somebody tell me why a, a Super Bowl winning team is is six and six and in third place in their own division. Tell me, or, or fourth place, whatever the fuck. Injuries. It is. Injuries. Yeah. Big key injuries, and um, not only were they like on one specific side of the ball, like the Falcons, where they lost their whole secondary. The Eagles have had guys miss games in the middle of the year, like um, Jason Kelsey missed a couple games. Their offensive line was a little bit patchworked. Even though they have a, a pretty, arguably the, the best backup guard. I think his name is like Suamala. Um, not bad. But yeah, I think offensive line problems. Carson Wentz kind of knocking off the rust. Also getting acclimated to his big leg race. Have you guys seen Carson Wentz's leg race? It's no, like no. It's like the size of my body. But like he he, he was wearing it in... Um, big. Yeah. That big leg brace. <laughs> he was wearing it in preseason and it looked like a robot. But, yeah, I, I definitely think but that injuries uh, are the biggest they, contributing factor. They say Carson Wentz is having a better year than last year, though. So how does how the fuck does that happen? I don't know. Did you see the Saints game? Who's, I disagree with that. that? <laughs> that's That's what all all the pundits, all the Matthew Berrymans out no, there that throw saying, stats what? in our face I think that saying Carson Wentz having a better statistical year than he had last year. Look, uh, the, what? The, the reality is I that... I swear, it's a real thing. I, Eagles, I, I read it. The Eagles did have at least three games this year that they've either lost by a field goal within the last two minutes, or they lost in overtime. So they could have been really easily true. been Today nine, Titans. nine and uh, yeah. three instead of six and six. However, yeah. okay, so the Eagles now have won their past two games against against pretty bad teams, the Giants and the Redskins, but they have a little bit of momentum now. They're going into this extremely crucial game against the Cowboys. I think I hope this they is get the fucking game. murdered. It this could decide the division this game. This it is, really could. This is a huge game, I think, more so for the Eagles than the Cowboys because the Cowboys then have a pretty middling uh, rest of their games, whereas the Eagles are literally playing the Cowboys, the Rams, the oh. Texans. Oh, and, oh and, my uh, God. I forget what their last game is. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're playing like that's it, Eagles fans. Your season's like, fucking over. Eagles absolutely, there's no way. Yeah. Definitely need to win this game if they want to even think about the playoffs. If they lose to the Cowboys, wild card spot, they everything. Should, yeah, they so just give up. I test, in my opinion, looking at the Eagles. One, I believe you have what you have wide receivers uh, trying out to be in the secondary. <laughs> so that's that's pretty. <laughs> Alshon yeah. Jeffrey over there. Alshon Jeffrey also a terrible mistake drafting him. Uh, once again, Mr. Sure, I'm, I'm sure if you went back and listened, you heard me say that because yeah. Alshon Jeffries. I actually have something to contribute. I, I know Malcolm Jenkins during the Giants game uh, ran over to Jim Schwartz and told him that they had to go to the most basic defense they had because when they were running, when Eli was making audibles at the offensive line, or um, rather at the line of scrimmage, Malcolm Jenkins was like, these guys have nowhere, no idea where to go. Like wow. their, their defense had no idea how to line up. A bunch of babies out there. It is Youngins. profoundly amazing how the Giants didn't win that game. Yeah, they, they really... Don't remind me. They had a defense who didn't know the plays. Like. So, another thing, though, I test once again. I watched, you know, every snap of that Redskins-Eagles game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Carson... Monday. Monday, was it? Oh, boy. Uh, Carson Wentz just doesn't look the same. He yeah. was missing Ertz wide open. Yeah. A lot of overthrows, a lot of underthrows. I mean, mobility is going to be an issue because of that of uh, the brace he's wearing. But he just does not look to be the same quarterback. And I don't know if it's his fault because of the injury. 
But it just doesn't... It seems like everyone on the team is kind of out of funk. Malcolm Jenkins is playing like shit. He mm-hmm. looked so good last year, and now he like you, especially in that Saints game. He looked like honestly like he had no idea how to play the game. The only two people on the the uh, Eagles that I honestly think are fun to watch now are Sproles, who, I'm happy who to played see what back. one game. This is his second game. And, Aaron and, Sproles, yeah. the mummy, doesn't fucking die. And <laughs> and the backup running back, the Josh, Josh Adams, Josh Adams. Yeah. is actually kind of a fun guy to watch from uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. There was a Notre there was Dame. a drive against the Giants two weeks ago that I think was solely Josh Adams. Yeah, like, literally, they they I'm sure it was. It off. I do like, feel like though, time. and I'm Mr. Defuzio, you probably agree with me. I feel like Zach Ertz is going to be the Jason Witten of our oh, era. Absolutely, he's yeah. constantly just gonna put it right in the fucking Giants' ass. There's always one drive during every Giants game when every uh, yeah, every Giants catches. linebacker <laughs> decides to have a fucking seizure at the same time. Paletti, <laughs> they're running back. Or the tight ends go up the middle. Zach Ertz is going to be a problem for them, but a good asset for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, moving <laughs> forward. So I, I I don't think they're going to make the wild card. I don't think they'll win the division. I think that's going to go to Dallas. But Dallas, like we said, is going to get blown out of the water come week one of the playoffs anyway. So that's that's the NFC East for you folks out there. Uh, one more local team I want to do before we go to our last segment about the NFC North and the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I just want to talk Ooh. about, I got to throw a little bit of shade at the New York Jets here, okay? The Jets, who I mentioned before, still looking for their quarterback after Joe Namath sold his demon soul to the <laughs> devil, okay? <laughs> Sammy Donald, who knows if he's the answer? I'll tell you this much. You don't know much about him unless he's on the football field. But guys, I got to ask you. You're young guys. You watch the Jets not as long as I have. But I want a new perspective. Why are the Jets so goddamn incompetent when it comes to selecting offensive players, guys? What What is it that they can't... Are they fucking hexed? I Did they get a curse place done? I believe it's something to do like uh, similar to the Cleveland Browns where they're just like, uh, I don't know. It's just they're a hex team, but they also never really have offensive-minded head coaches mm, if you really think, like none of their head coaches have been that aggressive offensively well he had like, Rex Ryan, I can see that they have Rex a defensive uh, was Todd a Bowles. defensive powerhouse Todd Bowles is also defensive and I mean I don't really remember much of what they were doing in the 2000s but they did have an okay offense in the 2000s it they had uh, Mangini they had Mangini and Chad Mangini and uh, Herm Edwards yeah and Herm Edwards Coach Herm. Herm but Edwards was a defensive guy. You play to win the game. This is, this is my Herm Edwards impression. You play to win the game. You play to win it. Very good. That's very a good. good. Thank that you very much. Uh, Thank but, uh, you. Is, uh, I think that the Jets... Oh, actually, by the way, Darnold is playing this week. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. back. He's coming back. He's back from the dead. Because they, they can't handle the embarrassment of getting swept by the Bills. So, like, there, there are rumors. <laughs> it's a real possibility. Well, I had read some oh, stuff. I had, I had read some stuff that, like, Darnold was not only sat because of his injury, but because they were afraid. Is it because he was a moron, too? Because that's maybe. what I think. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that. But also, <laughs> I think it had something to do with his confidence. Yeah. I heard something along the lines of they did. I know they did not want him starting against the Patriots. Yeah. Like I, yeah. which I don't understand why you're gonna have to do it for the next. You do it twice years. a year for the next guy, however long he's crazy. He's gotta play the Patriots. The Jets, no, though, I just feel I don't know. I, I, I really I don't have answers. There's so many times you feel like like all right, they're they're going in the right direction, and it's like no. that first game yeah, same, against the, the Lions, so the Monday good. Night Football looked like finally the end of an era. They're finally good. They found a franchise quarterback. I mean, you want to talk about offense, though? I mean, okay, Darnold. Who the hell does he have on that offense to help him? Oh, Isaiah nobody. Crowell? Pff, yeah. No. Crowell, Elijah yeah. McGuire? Pff, Robbie Anderson is a bum. Yeah. yeah. Jermaine Gers? 
Bum. Yeah, uh, yeah Anunwa also depresses cool. me too because Anunwa, like the past two years, was looking like he could be their star receiver, and he's just not doing that well either. So I don't know what I don't know what's going on with the Jets. I don't think that they're they, so hard. They need to get lucky and get like literally an a generational talent. They, that's just the only find thing that's an old, change old the Jets. in the draft. Yeah. That's all they got to do. Honestly, I think that um, a lot of people shift the conversation to the Giants should have picked Darnold. Imagine if the Giants did pick Darnold and the Jets got Barkley. I feel like oh. that's. That's a perfect. Oh for my the Jets. aching cock! That would hurt so much. <laughs> I feel like that's like the perfect piece. Yeah, that would be awesome for the Jets because they can't yeah they throw need the ball. they need a superstar. Yeah, and they they've never had one. No, they really it's, it's since the Joe Namath times. I asked about offense Who because be? I I read an interesting statistic today, courtesy of the Entertainment Sports Programming Network, uh, ESPN. For those of you who are uneducated, it said this. The Jets' defense has forced more three-and-outs from football teams than any other team in the NFL right now. Wow. Makes sense. But their offense can't score any points. I was say their offense is inept. So it, it's, it's a statistic that needs to be dissected, I'm sure. But it is kind of disappointing. The Jets' defense has always come to play, I feel like, in most of these games. Yeah. Even when they're blown out, it's because the offense is on the field for all of 15 seconds before the defense comes back on. So I'm very curious... About the uh, about the Jets offense and the Jets defense also was like pretty homegrown. Like they've always had guys yeah. that they drafted who were like ended up being really good players. Yeah, they knocked it out of the park with Jamal Adams. He's I was just the, about he's to say their that. best player by a lot. He's a good he's a good Jamal seat. Adams is good. Like I mean, for years, I, I would say Muhammad Wilkerson was very good. Yeah, yeah. like there's I don't know. I just Leonard Williams overrated. <laughs> Fight me. Doesn't the do man does not do anything yeah. besides take up space. What's that? I think he's got like three sacks in the year. That's terrible. That, yeah, he's, he's gonna supposed be to a, be their premier pass rusher. He's going to be a free agent too. Fun fact. I peed next to Leonard Williams yep. once. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Tell me what you saw when you looked over and saw, <laughs> saw that thing in a urinal. I'm not going to lie. I tried to take a peek. I didn't see it, but I can... <laughs> I'm going to assume. I'm going to put it in my mind. Yeah. It, was, it was very impressive. Oh, magical. yeah. His football <laughs> skills are much less impressive. Whoa. But below the belt. Hot take. They yeah. use they use that thing to measure when it's fourteen inches. <laughs> you would think, but that's that's the that's the Jets for you. That's that's a lot of local teams we went through. Okay, we're at the forty-five minute mark, and thank you guys for bearing with us. This is a good podcast. I would listen to this for another four hours if I could. I am literally gonna listen to this on the way to work tomorrow. That's what I, that's what I want to hear. Uh, the last thing, because we got a Minnesota Vikings expert here, I gotta ask you a couple questions right. about this team. Uh, first of all, the record. Uh, what are your thoughts? Six, five, and one. It's a very average record this year, considering the firepower with which the Minnesota Vikings were entering this season. Well, it's very simple. Uh, when you go out in free agency and you make a lot of moves and you have a lot of homegrown talent and you re-sign them all, the expectation is to win the Super Bowl or make the Super Bowl at the very least. Um, you said it perfectly. They're an average team. They beat the teams that have losing records, besides the Bills, and they lose to the good teams. And most of their most of their losses have been in prime time, which was kind of a um, asterisk on Kirk Cousins' record. He's not good in prime time in the big situation. That's literally why they hired him. Now, mm. last week we were texting. We watched, the, we watched him for years. <coughs> yeah, Kirk let, Cousins. He's, he he puts every month. He always puts up a game where it's like, what the fuck happened? To yeah, you? and I feel like um, this might surprise some people, but from someone who watches, you know, all of their games specifically. The main problem with the Vikings is John Filippo. I know that he's being mentioned to be a head coach. Uh, bless his heart. Hope he gets a job. Honestly, like I would donate some of my real-life salary to his 
next coaching job salary as long as it's not on the Vikings. His, it's his games that he calls are horrible. You have Dalvin Cook, you have Latavius Murray, you have C.J. Hams, who's actually a pretty good running fullback. You have a good, not a not a great offensive line, but a good run blocking offensive line. Run the ball, and it's something that the reason why I want John D. Filippo to leave is because you could tell that Mike Zimmer and him are not syncing up. Mike Zimmer literally is saying in his press conferences, "We want to run the ball. We want to run the ball." John D. Filippo comes out three and out, three incompletions. It's it's just disconnected. He's trying to get a head coaching job, so he wants the flashy plays. Honestly, I hope he leaves. It's just not working. I, I blame I blame them. Defensive <clears throat> slight injuries, um, poor schemes. Team looks flat every single time they come out. They look like, oh wow, we were playing this team. I didn't even know that. Um, back to back games started their first drive three and out. So things like that that I would like to change. Now looking at the division, um, you know, if the Vikings can't be good, at least the Packers are bad. So, oh yes. So I'm okay. Yes, this is why we got the expert on the show here. Tell, all right, let's let's go into quick Packers news because uh, the last time that I talked to you viewers out there, uh, Mike McCarthy was the coach of the Green Bay Packers, and Mike McCarthy, Mr. McCarthy, listening, you fucked up, didn't you? Huh? <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. You should be focusing on game planning for the next game. So uh, Mike McCarthy, I mean, was it a long time coming? Was it just this season alone? What's what's going on with that? Yeah, I think it's a long time coming. And you guys chime in too. It's got to be long. I mean, the guy had 13 seasons. I have, uh, I have a very unpopular opinion. I think that... And put it and, out there on the microphone. And not so much as Mike McCarthy. It's more Aaron Rodgers. I Aaron Rodgers is a diva. And oh, I'm man. so tired of the public being like, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is God. He's going to drive. You know, oh, he's the best player ever. Yada, yada. Look what he does. It's like, Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. I, he's a, I'll even say he's a great quarterback. But oh, he's, he's not. He's gorgeous. He's the best of all time, how according many, to some people. How many times have you seen him like struggle against a subpar team? Oh, I've been waving this flag for years. I was called a heretic. And I the was last few years, it's places. been exposed. It does, it does, I love this. I, I, don't, I don't like how people have been talking about Rodgers like he's the best quarterback of all time. And he's like, he hasn't even retired yet. You gotta like have a full career before you can start Ooh. saying that kind of shit. But I also, completely agree. Shame on Mike McCarthy for wasting Aaron Rodgers' career. That's been a big complaint. No, it really has. But at this, but another thing that's too that's crazy is like there's reports coming out like how, like you know, Rodgers has a lot of say in it. Mm-hmm. Like that he and McCarthy because they're losing now, he's shifting to blame McCarthy. And when they hire a new coach, they gave Aaron Rodgers a hundred million dollars. So yeah. obviously they're gonna be like, oh Aaron, who do you want to coach? But you take a te- like step back, look at the Packers roster like the last two years. Who the fuck do they have? Yeah, they're horrible. Who is good on the Packers? No one. Mm-hmm. The no corpse one. of Clay Matthews? Oh, he's fucking. All Clay Matthews oh does God. is complain and take steroids. And get. And get uh, Back to steroids. Yes. Dude, the, the, except they don't help him. The best poetic justice ever was the fact that they made the rule of you can't land on the quarterback was because of Rodgers' injury when Anthony Barr sacked him and landed on him. They deemed that if Barr didn't land on him, he wouldn't have tore his collarbone or break his collarbone or whatever. Then Clay Matthews does it three times against the Vikings. He gets called a penalty on all three times. All he, oh, I hate Clay Matthews more than any other human on the planet. But I, I'm going to jump off the, the pedestal. I agree with all of them. They have very overrated players at every position. It, they'll be like, oh, Brian Bulaga. He's a great offensive lineman. He sucks. David Bakhtiari, awful. Oh, David They're Bakhtiari. like, yeah, he's one of the best pass blockers. Like, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck just... 
You know, oh, they, had a fucking they just worst sit there. Day. Like, I'm not even joking. I'll be watching a game. They'll be like, "Yeah, the defense didn't make that tackle because Aaron Rodgers willed them in his mage costume to be like, no, I want to come back." Like <laughs> the, the leaps that the announcers make for this guy is fucking insane. And you know, getting back to Mike McCarthy, everyone's saying, "Yeah, he's an okay coach," but that's recency bias. Out of the 13 years, they only have had. Losing records, if you take away the injury year last year, it's going to be 11 out of 13 winning records. So let's brainstorm here. We replace Aaron Rodgers, right? We're going to teleport him onto another team's Ooh, starting quarterback. Yeah. All right? Where should he go? The so, Jets. well, not where should he go. He can go anywhere. What team do you think right now, like mm-hmm. current, like state of the NFL right now, yep. what teams would not make the playoffs if you insert Aaron Rodgers into the quarterback position, make the playoffs? Hmm. maybe well, what? The what Cardinals? Are in the yeah, Cardinals, Raiders. Card- I would argue, and eh, now the Raiders are really. Cardinals, though, like Rodgers, Jets all day. Yeah. Definitely the Jets. Yeah. We just talked yeah. about their poor yeah. offense. Yeah, maybe the Jets, Jets, dude, like you can hit the guys in the Jets in the numbers. I actually disagree. Ball, I think so. if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, the Jets, he'd will them to win because they have a good defense. That, yeah, that's no, a good point. No, but they still have to catch the ball. You have fucking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers would probably have more running yards than anyone on the team. Okay, but look at once again, we're gonna talk about offensive weapons. Yeah. Compare, oh. like fucking dude, who the fuck is Valdez Scantling? Like, mm-hmm. look at the at least the receivers on the Jets like have like proven to be somewhat successful. I'm just saying, like, I don't yeah. think I think they would be just as just as it is in the Packers right now. I think they would be equally as bad on the Jets. The Jets are overall bad offense. Mm-hmm. So and that's I, getting away from the point I was trying to make. The yeah. point is what? You say like maybe like four most teams three would to make four the playoffs teams? if he was think, on a, The Bengals might go undefeated. Yeah. I think oh, last year last year should have been the biggest uh, litmus test to be like, all right, we lost our quarterback and then we were not even competitive with Deshaun Kaiser. Like, that should show you that your roster is horrible mm-hmm. from top to bottom. And, you know, on, on our podcast, I had mentioned that in the NFC North preview that, like, the Packers are terrible. I was countered by one of my counterparts saying, like, oh, no, Devontae Adams is great. Grant, he's having a great year. But at the same time, they have a bad roster through and through. Devontae Adams is not that good either. He's a product of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What has he done that really wows you? Also, no, nothing. nothing. Gotta love that Mason Crosby, who is a Pro Bowl uh-huh. kicker, is having probably one of the worst kicking years of any. He had a really life. bad one a few years ago, and somehow they didn't yeah. cut him. I can't believe they didn't cut him after the Vikings game. I can't believe they didn't cut him after the Lions game. I can't believe they didn't cut I him after like this I feel like the week. Packers are like the good old boys. They're like, all right, we're all friends here. Like, nobody gets cut here. Yeah. We're friends with Aaron, except for somehow they let Jordy Nelson go, which. Shame on them. There needs to be a whole podcast, by the way, about how bad NFL kickers are this year. Because oh, yeah. this is probably the worst year for NFL kickers that I've ever seen. Dude, Dan Bailey. Except right. Dan Bailey should be on a feeding. Except Kaimi Fairbairn and <laughs> Graham Gano when he plays the Giants. Yep. Yes, and also Aldrick Rosas on the Giants. Oh. Only has yeah. one miss on the year. Aldrick Rosas is mad good. That's the one good find they had on him. I'll tell you, say this about Aaron Rodgers, which I love him to death because he's Aaron Rodgers. However. Like Dean here is not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. Zach doesn't really. It's not wowed by him. Same thing with Josh. Every time Aaron Rodgers, every time the Packers win, Aaron Rodgers, it's all him. Every time the Packers lose, it's never Aaron Rodgers' fault, is yep. it? Yep. It's always some some other schmuck. It's always uh, what's his 
what's his uh, Montgomery Burns there who fumbled the ball mm-hmm. during the uh, yep. during a Rams oh, game. The, it was the, all him. <laughs> as if we were to assume that Aaron Rodgers was going to lead a game-winning touchdown. And that's drive. exactly it. Everyone in the media was like, yeah, if he takes a kneel, the Packers win. You mean that they have to go 75 yards on the Rams in their own building? Are you kidding me? That You can't give that an automatic win. Would it be a 50-50 chance? Yeah, probably. But you can't put that solely on Montgomery's shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's, it's It would be a tough thing to do. And that's why I have the argument. I had this with our good friend Mike several times. Mm. Brady. Oh, yeah. Brady over Rodgers all day. I think it's it's oh, not yes. even close. Tommy Brady. Especially the, the longer he plays, it's not even close. It's Brady, Manning, Breeze, depending on how long... More Breeze plays, he'll probably be number two. But I love Peyton I Manning. Yeah. I think Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback of all oh, time. Yeah. But when it comes down to just, I don't know, I don't get the Tom Brady. I mean, I get the Tom Brady. Right. He's successful. In terms yeah. of individual plays, of those four guys we just spoke about, I think Rodgers has the most talent. If you were to say in one specific play, who's going to make an incredible physical play, it's probably going to be Rodgers of the four. However, as a team player and as a winning quarterback, a winner, as a winner, I guess it's Tommy Brady. If you put them it's all, be Brady. If you put them all in their prime, and you had to make one throw, yeah. now that's a little bit different from what you said. Yeah, making one throw, I would take Tom Brady over any human that's ever lived or will live. All right, but because Rodgers, you know, he he brings so much more to the table with the mobility. Rodgers is like if I had to pick one to make a miracle happen, I'm picking he's a little Aaron bit of a better arm than yeah. Brady. Yeah, I think the accuracy though, I'd give I give Brady the nod. Alright. Everyone forgets Aaron Rodgers is getting up in age too. What is he, fifty one now? Uh, yeah, fifty one on the dot. Yeah, he's fifty one. No, he's thirty five. He's, he's old. That's old for a quarterback. quarterback. And they just years. they just handed him literally a yacht full of money. I think the issue Why that money not go to me, huh? Yeah. I can use it. The Packers though are honestly I feel like they should be in crisis mode because they have mm. no talent on their team whatsoever. Aging Aaron Rodgers, which is still a top five quarterback in the league. Oh yeah. But like you, you're honestly, how much more of a window do you have to win? So I don't know. It's very small. Arguably none, because they have to reset like almost everything. Clay Matthews is up this year, so he's gonna go test the market. He'll probably be on someone's practice squad. Uh, (laughs) But the nice thing about being Green Bay is that you are, are like one of the most storied teams in the league, so you'll probably figure it out. You know, a lot of these teams mm-hmm. that end up being bad, like, how long are the Cowboys really bad? They're yeah. not, like, they're bad, they have, like, two bad seasons. They go through peaks and valleys. And then they'll have, yeah. like, and then all of a sudden they just populate a bunch of good players. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the Giants, and the same thing with teams like the, the, I mean, the Packers. So I think, yeah, okay, this is a bad year for them, but either next year or the year after that, you're going to completely forget about this year. They're probably going to be in the playoffs. Giants have actually been bad now for a pretty long time. Yeah. Especially, kind of sad. especially if they start Manning year. next year, they're going to be that's three bad years in a row. Three bad years in a row, and then what? You separate the one time we made the playoffs. They, they, made, what? The, they made the playoffs two, two years, years ago. Two years ago, then before that was oh, another that was the, boat, the boat party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, the infamous boat party. That always tends to happen. Our Giants always got rotten playoff luck ever since that last Super Bowl victory. But oh well. Any, I, you know, we're towards the end here. Any last points you guys want to make? I think we covered a lot of, a lot well, of information well, here. We didn't talk on full about the NFC North. We had let's talk, talk about the, the very oh, interesting let's, uh, let's, Chicago Bears. Let's let's go real quick. Chicago Bears and Detroit Lions. Someone I, someone feed me something. I think the, the Bears are very interesting because their offense runs very horizontal. Um, it's Cohen. It's Gabriel. It's all those guys going in motion. Very hard to defend. Um, 
like their chances maybe to win the first playoff game, but they're not going anywhere far. I disagree. Hmm. I think that if there's going to be one team to play spoiler, it's going to be the Chicago Bears over everyone. Because down! defense wins championships. In the NFC, mm-hmm. I could totally see the Bears just wreaking yeah. havoc, getting to the NFC championship game. I don't know if they'll make the Super Bowl. Actually, they most likely won't make the Super Bowl. Mitch Trubisky, I don't see him being able yeah. to bring his team from behind. Uh, but I would not be surprised if they made some noise. And same thing with the Texans. If their defense keeps it up in the AFC, they yeah. can definitely play spoiler. I mean, look at Kansas City. Oh, they score a bajillion points, but they can't stop a nosebleed. I think like I think Watson though is much better than Trubisky in, in the sense that not only does Watson have probably the worst offensive line in the entire league, he uh, you know he's not exactly. I mean, he's got Hopkins and uh, I don't Demarius, know, Thomas? Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas. But I think that as long as Trubisky doesn't. Fuck up. Like, it really only matters. That, usually how it works. That, like, if he Trubisky, doesn't fuck if anybody. Trubisky, if Trubisky just, like, doesn't throw a bunch of magically terrible picks, then, yeah, I do agree with Zach. I think that they could potentially sneak uh, and into the divisional. Uh, does, does the Bears defense last week against the Giants, does that scare you a little bit? They couldn't even stop the Giants in overtime? A 3 and 8 team in I the honestly, game? I don't know. I, call me crazy, but the fact they had their backup quarterback in, I feel like they were almost, like, not accepting defeat. But they kind of took on the game. It's like, well, you know, this is a game we kind of could afford to lose. Yeah, and that was... And I um, think that changed the whole mindset. You have your backup in, you're, you're playing to not lose as opposed to win. Yeah, a lot of people had actually mentioned that, that Trubisky could have probably played. Um, they were saying that he could have played against Detroit if that game was on Sunday, not Thursday. So um, I think that Adam Gase looked at it and was like, eh, it's just the Giants. We could probably still win. Um, I'm glad that they started Daniel because, um, yeah, they obviously lost. And I can make a real quick recap about the Lions, right? Yes, let's do one last thing the Lions before we, we call it quits here. The only good thing on that team is Kenny Galladay yep. and Carryon Johnson. Those are your Carryon Johnson's like legit good. Legit. I, I like Keyshawn Johnson. He's very good on yeah. that team. <laughs> and, I, think, uh, I think they could run the ball pretty well. But Matt it. Stafford, I mean, how many more years are you going to play with Matt Stafford before going, this is not the guy? You know, how, how many uh, more years? I mean... Last year at a Giants game, two. I got to listen to a fan <laughs> yell at me about how great Matthew Stafford is and why he's the highest paid quarterback in the league. So Matthew Stafford is <laughs> my son was at that game. Too. Matthew Stafford though <laughs> might be oh, this is a hot take. Matthew Stafford's career right now, sadly, could be what Dak Prescott is in like three or four years. Mm. Oh, or it's like Dak Prescott. He's gonna turn it around. He's gonna be like the the quarterback that we always thought he could be. The one yeah. he showed because remember Matt Stafford came out. Hmm? On fire. He was really good as when he had two the Calvin years. Johnson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then just obviously showed his true colors recently. But uh, yeah, it could be like that for Dak in like four years. Fun oh. little fun oh. little stat on Matt Stafford. Sorry, um, there has been a five thousand yard passer nine times. Matt Stafford was one of them in that year. Breeze and Manning also threw for five thousand yards. Also of that, Breeze has thrown of the nine four of them. Breeze hmm. is Christ. Breeze is Christ. Yeah. Uh, Holy Moses. So I'll. Uh, Say, uh, hot, well, not even a hot take, more like, uh, how many more years will they have to suffer of Matt Patricia? Because I oh think that I, I give him one more year. Yeah, I don't think I'd he makes it past next, next year. year. They fired a nine and seven coach, what, right? It's, yeah. it's the whole Bill Belichick disciple thing where they just they could never get it done when they leave Bill Belichick's side. Yes, that's what it is. It's oh, not like Bill Parcells. Yeah, but that, the, the Titans really scare anybody. 
any teams really worried about the Titans? I don't know. I'll go over to the Winning Ticket Podcast and ask Mikey Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The one person that loves the Titans. That's very true. Michael, he likes. He really likes the Titans. If you're listening, Michael, thank you. First of all, it's been over an hour. Thank you for getting through this. But, wow, I'm so happy I had guests on here. We covered a lot of things today. I love how during the fantasy playoffs we didn't talk about one fantasy player, but that's the only coverage you're going to get from a, a podcast like Wise Guy Fantasy Football. So I want to thank you, gentlemen, for mm-hmm. joining today. I hope to have you guys back soon. Yep, and all of you at home, you have a nice rest of your night or day, whatever the fuck time you're listening to this. And uh, remember to like and comment, okay? Say nice things about the podcast. We were very hard on this. And uh, that's it. We're done here. Okay. Okay, we're done. I'm going to stop the button now because they taught me how I could stop the button when it's over. So thank you.